Hello and welcome to this ISIS Energy podcast. This week we'll be talking about price volatility at the two largest hubs in Europe, the MBP in the UK and the TCF in the Netherlands. This is something that ISIS measures uh, with its volatility indices uh, to show how much the prices have moved uh, from a mean over a set period of time. Uh, recently, we noticed that the, the TTF has become more volatile after the MBP was actually the more volatile hub in uh, September. My name's Ben Lee, and here with me today is our gas market expert, Jake Horslin. We'll be talking about why these changes occurred and what we can expect for this coming winter. So thanks for joining us, Jake. Uh, I guess first off, can you tell us about why the MBP was so volatile in, over the, in September? Yeah, the, the main reason has been the rough outage in the UK. So the restriction on storage injections at the UK's biggest storage site, Rough, uh, created quite a lot of oversupply in the UK market. This... Um, made the uh, the MVP day ahead price very volatile. It, it lost a lot of value very, very quickly as the market tried to clear the surplus volumes. The reason that the MVP and the TTF day ahead indices, uh, volatility indices decoupled is because the Brit- uh, Britain can only um, offload so much of the oversupply to, to uh, mainland Europe via the interconnector. That's obviously limited by the technical capacity of the pipeline. Okay, but recently we've seen a change where the TTF has become more volatile. That's right, yeah. So as, suppliers, as the oversupply has eased, because there's uh, slightly more demand as the temperatures drop, the, uh, the, the volatility indices have been converging. So the MVP uh, volatility index has, has dropped off quite a lot, while the TTF has sort of steadily increased. Uh, so I guess the two hubs, hubs are sort of fairly linked in that respect, then, and one movements in one can affect the other. Yeah. Um, what can we expect this winter in that regard? Well, yeah, as you say, the, the two uh, hubs both in terms of price and volatility, normally follow each other very, very closely. Uh, it's, it's very unusual to see them decouple like this. As we move into the winter, we might see greater convergence. We might still see very high volatility, but we might see greater convergence between the two. And that's mainly because the UK's import capacity, in, import pipeline capacity, is nearly double its export capacity. So uh, demand spikes in Britain are likely to have uh, more of an impact on prices at the TTF because the TTF, or, or sorry, mainland Europe, can supply more gas to meet the demand via the BBL pipeline and the interconnector, but it could only receive so much gas via the interconnector. Okay. In terms of supply to Europe as a whole, is that likely to have an impact on uh, price volatility if there's any, say, cut to supply unexpectedly? Well, yeah, the, the main drivers behind volatility are a loss of flexible supply. So the rough storage is 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 one key thing, but also Groningen this year is is another factor. Groningen production is expected to be around two BCM a month. It's not expected to swing up uh, unless temperatures drop significantly. So that's another area of flexible supply that that Northwest Europe has lost. So the the chances of there being more volatility are higher. Okay, could you just explain to maybe people who aren't aware what Groningen is? Groningen is the low-cal uh, natural gas production field in the north of the Netherlands. It produces, well, it's, it's, going, it's expected to produce 24 billion cubic metres in the current gas year. It will probably produce around 12 BCM across the winter. And it's, uh, it's key to supplying millions of households in France, Belgium, the Netherlands and Germany. Jake, what about supply from Norway, another key source into Western Europe? Well, Norwegian supply did have a role in the um, volatility indices um, pulling apart earlier this summer and that's because Norway underwent one of the most extensive maintenance periods it's ever had and a lot of gas that was bound for mainland Europe was actually rerouted to the UK so further exacerbating the oversupply there um, but now that the maintenance period has finished 
more of a kind of normal and typical uh, rate of supply is expected. So that should, uh, well, you know, that should help ease uh, volatility. And um, in addition to the pipelines connected to mainland Europe, um, increases, uh, flexible increases in supply could help to um, uh, reduce volatility when, when demand spikes. Okay. And just finally then, so volatility, what does it actually mean for people trading the market when there is volatility? Well, greater volatility on prices is good news for people who've got flexible assets. For example, fast cycle storage facilities like the Zudwending Energy Stock site in the Netherlands, or there's there's several sites in the UK as well. Um, the pe- people who own capacity on the BBL pipeline and the interconnector, they might find that there's a greater value to that capacity now because they'll be able to take uh, quickly take advantage of, of short-term uh, wide price spreads between Belgium and the MBP and the Netherlands and the MBP. So it's good news for, fle- for flexible asset uh, holders. Okay, thanks, Jake. We'll wrap up there. So in summary, the TTF has become more volatile recently and is sort of catching up with the MBP on that front. Going forward this winter, uh, the TTF might have to look a lot more to the MBP demand for volatility um, lead. And as well, there'll be traditional supply sources, um, such as from Norway and Groningen, and uh, changes there which could also feed into volatility. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more information, please go to www.isis.com.